Well, good morning, everybody. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving, November 27th, 2023. And I thank you for being with us and welcoming you back to uh, school or whatever, whenever you're listening to this. But you had to go back to school today, okay, after a little Thanksgiving break. And I hope everybody's ready and raring to go and you had a good and happy and safe Thanksgiving we did up here in Maine, and it was just uh, absolutely delightful. And now we're back, too, and today we've got Emily Mitchell here. Emily is the uh, Vice President of Education. I'm going to just bring her on right now. She's the Vice President of Education over at Sylvan Learning, and I'm going to let her tell you all about it. She's connecting. There she is. Before I just uh, start with her, just remember, everybody, everything we do, including archiving this podcast, our magazine, etc., is at ace-ed.org. And that's our awards program, our equity awards, et cetera. Please check it all out at a-ed.org. And with that settled, good morning, Emily. Good morning, Larry. How are you? I'm fine. How was your Thanksgiving? Pretty good, thanks. How about you? It was good. It was good. Plenty of turkey and all the stuffings and especially the pumpkin and apple pie. I appreciated all Wonderful. of it. And I hope, I hope you did too that that turkey, that turkey did not die that's- in vain. Nope, absolutely. We had a, a good meal. Good enough. That's just great. And now we're all back to work. Oh, well, let's try to make it enjoyable for everybody. All right. It's sylvanlearning.com if you want to learn more, folks. And uh, they're at Sylvan Learning on uh, X, which which is formerly known as Twitter. I love the way he shortened the name, Emily, Elon Musk. But then after the letter X, they always say formerly known as Twitter. So it's four times as long. Okay, that's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah, no, on one, that one. no one seems to... Uh... Yeah, no one seems to be appreciating the new name very much. Yeah, no one seems to be appreciating much about him anymore. I tell you, things are really going downhill for that guy. <laughs> but that's another story. Things are going uphill for us, I hope. Okay, today we're going to talk about grading, which I know you really like to talk about. All right, and how the ha- and how this affects the work you do and parent expectations, test prep, etc. So I think this is important. And Emily, your VP of Education at Sylvan Learning. Tell everybody what that is, and then then brag a bit and tell everybody about Sylvan. (laughs) All right. Bragging about Sylvan is easy. But um, I'll I'll start with um, me. Um, I've started out with my career as a middle school teacher in the Baltimore suburbs, and um, I taught language art, and after a while decided to leave the classroom and go into education and uh, education industry and education technology, and I've I've been there ever since, and I I really do love it. I really like my home at Sylvan Learning because, uh, you know, I've worked for many other education companies, and and Sylvan, there's never any doubt that we do what we claim to do. And, you know, I I wish all companies could say that, but, you know, unfortunately sometimes that's not the case. But we really do walk the walk, and uh, we see it in testimonials from parents and kids and, you know, even the folks who work at our centers every day, and it, it makes it easy to get up and go to work every morning. And tell everybody what you do do that's causing all that happy happy news coming in. Well, we provide, um, you know, high dosage tutoring has become quite the quite the buzz term since the sure pandemic. Has. But that's something that we've been doing for almost forty five years, and and we do it because it works. This, you know, students come to us uh, several times a week, and we teach in very small student teacher ratios, usually around three to one. You know, three kids to one teacher. And we have lots of teacher-student interaction. You know, 
there's some awesome classroom teachers out there, but if they have 30 kids, there's only so much they can do, you know, every, exactly. every day. So they get lots of uninterrupted time with the teacher with us, lots of personal attention, and we let them move at their own pace. So we don't, we don't have to leave anybody behind because most of the other kids have caught it, but, you know, maybe one didn't. So we can spend as much time as that child needs to grasp the concept before they, you know, move on to the next skill. So it, it really makes a big difference for students. They can kind of relax and know that some of the pressure is off, that we believe in them, they'll get the skill. We're just giving a little better. more time to kind of breathe through it. Yeah. 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 And, and, and again, I, you know, you, some kids need more time. I know I did. Okay. When I was a kid, my mind didn't shift from subject to subject every 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay. You, 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 everybody yeah. zones out for a while and not everybody's good at everything or interested in everything. Okay, but you still got to exactly. pass those subjects, and it's it, it just, mm-hmm. it's just real important. I wanted to ask you this. This is an important question. Sylvan, I'm talk, talking about the physical space that Sylvan uses. Sylvan usually has an. They don't go into the school per se. And correct me if I'm wrong. They usually have an office or a building or something like that in a given area where the parents or the kids would just go to after school. Or how's that? Just tell us how that works, just so people know. We do both, and um, a lot of folks aren't aware that we provide school services. We'll we'll actually go into the schools, whether it's before school or during class time or, you know, at the end of the school day, and um, we'll serve students usually through Title I funding and, you know, now through ESSER funding, uh, so the the school can serve a lot of students. And we really like that part of our business because it allows a lot of students to receive high-quality tutoring that their families may not have been able to afford otherwise, you know, if we're in Title I areas, that's certainly the case. So that makes us feel really good that we have that reach and we can serve a lot more students. But what we are better known for. What we're better known for are Sylvan Centers. So we have about 700 mm. points of presence, mostly in North America. And the parents would bring their students into, or, you know, bring their children into a learning center. And um, they would come there, you know, in, into the physical building for their, their services. We, we do about 15% of our families prefer online only, but we have both choices oh. depending on what the family needs are. Well, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood that. And one last question before I get into this grading stuff. Where do you find your tutors? We have um, probably our two biggest sources of tutors are classroom teachers who are still in the classroom, and they're looking to um, just provide a little extra tutoring after school. So they would, you know, wrap up their school day, and then they would come into a learning center or to the after-school activity or, or what have you, and they would um, – work for us in that capacity. We also find that we have a lot of teacher, retired teachers who miss yeah, the I'm kids, sick. they miss the classroom. Yeah, but they don't want to go back to being a full-time teacher. So this gives them, you know, kind of part-time just enough so they can, you know, exercise their teaching muscles and make connections with the kids, but not so much that they feel like they have to give up their retirement to do it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And I have to ask you this. This is actually fun, funny. It's kind of a pathetic question. There's so much challenge with teacher retention these days. Are you guys, teacher oh, yeah. shortage, I might get, are you having the same challenges in tutoring? My, my, I'm going to answer my own question. I'm going to say probably not, but I'm just curious what, what your answer will be on that. Sure. Yeah, not to the same degree, um, because our teachers are usually part-time, so uh, we don't have the, 
the quite the, the stress levels of a regular classroom teacher. You know, we yeah. don't have to send anybody to the principal's office. You know, we don't have constant behavior problems. The centers are, are calm places to be. So some of the things that were probably burning the teachers out um, don't happen with us, which is a nice benefit. Yeah, it really is. I got to tell you, it's tough out there being a classroom teacher in a public school. I know. It really is. Yeah, it's brutal. You know yeah. that. Okay, I know it too. And I, I, I wish everybody well out there doing it. It's a tough job these days. I just read in the paper where Portland, Oregon just ended a three-week strike. A three-week mm. strike. That's a lot, you know? Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's tough out there right now. Yeah, it is. It is. Yep. And the kids... And the teachers know this as well, the administrators and the school board out there. Okay, the kids lose a lot. Uh, you know, the teachers, I'm all, I'm all in favor of going out and doing the right thing and trying to get what you want and all that sort of thing. The kids lose a lot. you got to make up that time somehow. And you, you're lost the three yeah. weeks after starting. It's tough. It's tough. You know? Just well, crazy. actually, that's a – Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's actually a really good segue to what we are going to talk about today because – School disruption, you know, you brought up the, the strike, but also we're still yeah. trying to bounce back from the COVID school disruption. Yes, we are. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure that everyone, you know, out in the public understands how many effects we are still dealing with from that time. You know, and everyone wants to think, oh, it was a few years ago, we're fine now, but that's not yeah, really we're the not. case. No, we're not. No, we're not. Those are, I read yeah. those articles, and I read them in the regular press all the time. And I'm sure they're in all the press yeah. all the time. It's tough out there. It's nuts. Okay. And that's why I, that's one of the reasons I love your insights on all, all this, but I like to work with the tutoring companies because this is going, this is an answer that most school districts are finding is necessary. Okay. And that's still yeah. in other companies as well. Okay. They tutoring is very, very important right now because this, the system's having trouble. Okay. The fundamental is it having is very. trouble. Yeah, it is. And it is very important also for, I think, schools and for parents to understand that there are different kinds of tutoring. Because a lot of what's out there is, is homework help. It's not really instruction. So, you know, you can get a student through a math worksheet, but do they understand all of the foundational skills that they may have been missing to get to that point? Pro probably not. And if you're just no. giving that homework help, there's the student's not really being served well. So I would definitely give advice for any parents or school looking for services. Make sure that who you're hiring has a curriculum and an instructional philosophy and a really robust service to catch the kids up. Yeah, and I kind of remember when I mean, my parents got me a math tutor. This is back when the word math had just been invented. Pythagoras was born that year. Okay, yeah. I'm so old. And uh, – <laughs> you're math teacher. But all the guy did was get me through the trigonometry by kind of just uh, trying to explain basics of trig or something so I could pass the test, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. It didn't teach right. me anything about trig, believe me, or logic or anything else. And one of the things yeah. that we have to remember is, you know, we have, I, t I tend to think of tutoring in my senior year of uh, high school, but a lot of tutoring, a lot of tutoring takes place long before that. And if the tutors don't oh, know yeah. what they're doing, Okay, the, mm -hmm. this kid is not going to get the foundation they need to move on to the next grade. It goes a lot more than just test prep. Okay, Absolutely. it goes into yep. yeah, really understanding the subject and helping a child understand the subjects, etc. And this is a good segue because I'm, I'm just going to start here. You know, there's a lot of talk. You know this, uh, and about um, grade inflation. Everybody gets an A, or the parents go nuts. 
Okay, everybody has to get an A yeah. or B or the parents go crazy, okay? Uh, my, my question yeah. is, do the colleges know this and do the college boards know this? Okay, and the ACT they, and all that sort of thing. You know, because they have a test to make, and if you don't understand, if there's just great inflation, yeah, I'll give you an A even though you really deserve a C. Yeah, we, we haven't done much, but yet you're under pressure to do that. But there's still the test that's coming. You still have to understand stuff. Talk about that. It must right. be all part and parcel of what you guys do all day. Well, I, I think there's, there was definitely great inflation because of parent pressure before the pandemic. But now what we're seeing Great. is an increase in that, but it's more it's coming more from the school than it is really from from parents making you know maybe inappropriate requests because the when the kids came back to school after the the covid disruption, the teachers had a very it comes from the heart excellent intentions of these kids have been through a lot the past year, and as long as they're showing up and trying. I'm not going to give them a bad grade. Like, I want to be encouraging. We need to recover. You know, this is kind of their grace period. And so they were grading a lot less strictly than they had been before. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of stuck in this pattern where um, it's it's still happening. So we're getting into this situation where parents think that their child is doing fine because the report card says so. And they have no reason to right. dig deeper and see how their child really is doing. And it's not that the, you know, the teachers or the school are trying to lie to the parents. Like it, it comes from a good place, but it, it really isn't re- reflective of what they know. So back to your original question about college admissions, they are very aware that it's happening and they are changing what they look at when they're trying, when they're trying to decide who gets into the school. And this is happening from – Local state colleges all the way up to Harvard. So, so knowing this, and by the way, I want to say something just interesting. You know, Sylvan isn't called Sylvan tutoring; it's called Sylvan right. learning, which is a, which is very Absolutely. important. That's a very important distinction. It is okay. They wouldn't get what they, they're, they're really trying to back up the learning, if I may say it that way, that the school is trying yeah. so hard to do. Okay, that, that's a mm-hmm. very important distinction there. But I'm, I'm just. Uh, you know, if everybody expects their kids to get A's and B's, and I, I, I've talked about this a million times on your, uh, in, in Detroit public schools years ago, they would give the kids uh, A's and B's, and they go on to college, they were reading at a four, you know, community college, they were reading at yeah. a fourth grade level. And it's just terrible. And, you know, and, and, and so the that. learning, the, and, and I have to say, the, the, the grade is the culmination mm-hmm. of the teacher's work, yeah. okay, and the kids' work. The students work for the yeah. year, all right? And if I'm a teacher who gives all Fs for the failing grade, I'm not, am I a good mm-hmm. teacher? Am I being honest? If the kids aren't learning, am I teaching? Okay, that's it. If I give all As, I'm, I may not still be honest. I'm trying to help the kids, okay? I'm, I'm a year greater yeah. than, than Mr. Jones is, so all the kids want me for their teacher rather than someone else, okay, for the same exact uh, uh, curriculum. And it's a, there's a lot of things that go into this. And when you talk there to really parents, are. yeah. And when you talk to parents, and, and they, you know, I want, they don't say I want my kid to learn algebra. They say I want my kid. And I don't blame them. I'm a, I'm a parent. You want your kid to pass algebra, okay? And, and there's right. a big yeah, difference absolutely. between those two things. That that puts pressure on there the teachers. There is a big difference. Go ahead. Talk, just talk. Just, yeah. Go nuts. Talk about all that stuff. Yeah. Sure. All right, yeah. 
So yeah. uh, we do have parents who bring their children in, and they might be, you know, sometimes two or three years behind, and they'll need to be with us for a while before they start seeing the difference in the report card. And sometimes, you know, folks get impatient, and, and rightfully so, but if it took that child years to fall behind, we're not going to be able to catch them up in a month. You know, like there, there needs to be, uh, you know, time invested to make sure that the students have the foundations they need to actually understand what they're doing in class. Yeah. So um, there's, there's no quick fix. But I think colleges and universities now are saying, you know, the kids are coming to us, they're not prepared, and their GPA does not reflect yeah. what they're actually able to do. <laughs> But we yes. still want the kids to be successful. So what they've been doing, I was at a college board forum, which, uh, you know, college board is oh, the yeah. owner of the SAT yeah. and the yeah. advanced placement. Yeah. So I was at their, their national conference uh, a couple months ago, and there was a panel there made up of uh, college admissions officers. And they had some really, really interesting things to say because, as you might remember, 82% of colleges and universities are test optional or test blind right now. So. If you have a GPA that the college admissions folks don't trust and you have uh, a, a large number of students applying to you who have not submitted test scores, how do you decide to get in? Wow. That's a big question. Yeah, good question. Good question. So they had answers How do you decide? What did you learn? What did you learn? Right, so here's what they're looking at now, which is completely different from what I think the focus was in the past. And I don't think a lot of families are aware of this yet. So they're looking at teacher recommendation letters. I heard that a lot. They put a lot of weight on that. And so students need to know they need to cultivate relationships with teachers who they think are going to write a good recommendation for them. And yeah. then yep. um, they're looking at AP test scores. So not the grade they got in the course, but the actual advanced placement test score, like a three or four or five. So they'll mm -hmm. look at that. And then they also want to see extracurricular activities that involve some kind of community engagement. And then they also really want to put some weight on that essay that goes with the application. And that's it. Well, that's what they're looking at these days. And so when parents come to Sylvan, I mean, this is the parent side, what are their mm -hmm. expectations? What do they want to come out of that experience? Do, and I'm, I'm asking this, do they want their kids to learn or do they want their kids to get a, a it could be the same thing, get a better grade. What are they looking for? A parent. Yeah. Well, Just generically. I think yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it depends on on how many strategies they've tried before they show up at our door. So <laughs> some for some families, you know, they're aware of Sylvan, they know us, we're their first stop, and <laughs> they tend to more be like, I, I need help with the school grade. And so we definitely get to work on that, but it, again, it depends on on how far behind the, the student is, and and you know what the teacher is working on in class, and and those kind of things. But right. if we do also get a lot of parents who have tried a lot of different things, you know, like the Math Facts app on their phone, or you know they had a neighbor kid come and tutor at the house, and you know do some homework help, but the student still wasn't getting it. So a lot of times they will try other things before they come to us, just knowing that it's going to be a bigger time commitment. But, you know, like I said before, if the student took a few years to get that behind, it, they're not going to catch up overnight. So it does need to be, um, you know, a, a situation where they show up two or three times a week. 
and um, we we spend enough time to get them to where they, they need to be. And we give the parents progress reports about every 24 sessions or you know, roughly once a month. So the parents are always in the loop on you know, how we're doing, how close are we to the goal, what are kind of the strengths and weaknesses we're seeing, and what we think we should do next. So it's really a collaborative effort between us and the parent and the classroom teacher. And that's my next question. Tell me the reaction or how you work with, this is children learning, a classroom teacher, the math teacher, the science teacher, whatever, the physics teacher, whatever the, the kid needs. Okay. How's that, how's yeah, that, so is that coordinated at all? How's that, how's that come together? It is. And what are the teachers saying, is. which is another important factor in all this? It is another important factor because the more um, adults are in the, the child's corner, the more successful um, the child will be and the faster they will progress. So we, once the students enroll with us, we will reach out, you know, with the permission of the parents, we'll reach out to the classroom teacher and say, you know, we're, we've been engaged to help little Jimmy and, you know, yeah. we'd like to collaborate with you. What, are, what units are you working on? Um, you know, is there any extra work you think he might need that you can send home with him that he can bring to us and we'll work on him, you know, with him and, and that kind of thing. And usually the teachers are very receptive. They're happy to have an That's extra good. hand, especially with a, a kid who is, they, you know, they knew who was struggling, but, you know, couldn't, you know, just because of logistics and practicality could not spend as much time with the child as they probably wanted to. Every now and then we get a teacher who's a little defensive and feels like, somehow the parents are bringing them to us because they yeah, felt like exactly. the teacher wasn't doing their job. But that's really yeah. not the case. You know, it's, it's we, we really want to collaborate because we know it's, it's better for everybody when we do. Yeah, well, of course it is. And I actually, what you said a few minutes ago, you know, teachers, and I was one, and I felt this way many times, you get defensive. Okay, and it's mm -hmm. not good to yeah. be defensive about this. It's human nature. I'm not complaining about it or being derogatory, yeah. but it's uh, it's just part of yeah. human nature, and some of these kids, some of these, some of these kids will not get along with you as a teacher. Not you, M. Generic you. Okay, you just have the wrong, you just <laughs> have the delightful. wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. Okay, a lot <laughs> of people right. will think Ms. Yeah. Mitchell is a great teacher, and the others will say, "Oh, she stinks." You know, it's that simple. Yeah. Luckily, every one of it my is. students adored me, so that 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 don't uh, that doesn't affect me. But I'm, I'm, I'm an sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm only, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm got, sure you, you were, yeah. 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 It's, okay. it's been really interesting hearing kind of that gambit of, of teacher reactions. Yeah. Well, which one's actually, that's a funny question. Which one surprised you? There was one that never came in and go, oh, my God, what's this? Okay. Can you think of any uh, funny? That's, that's funny. Or, or do you wish to share that? Yeah. Maybe that's a better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we really don't usually get too uh, – too many crazy ones but you know we get every now and then we get the really nice surprises where the teacher will start they'll, they'll see what we've done with one student in the class and they'll start recommending us for other two other well, parents there you for go. other kids in the class yeah so it, it can be a really really nice collaboration and we see the same thing in the schools we have um a, a wide a charter school contract in louisiana you know they're they're big in the charter system oh, down there and so, yeah, we have a center down there who's been working so closely with the school that the school gave Sylvan their own classroom in the school so wow. that the kids can come in and out during the day and they can receive their tutoring on premises, which have worked out well. That's and a great the idea. Really, yeah, they've become part of the community. The, the Sylvan staff come to back to school night. They come to football games for the high school. Like, they're really embedded in the school 
and the the students are are far better for that collaboration than if, they are you know yeah then the school was like no thank you we we feel like you're stepping on our toes so when everybody can work together really amazing things can happen i'm glad you brought that up is that is that getting to be at all a common practice that 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 of your sylvan sylvan becomes a part of the school in terms of tutoring so the teachers the, te- yep. the teachers will feel more comfortable and, and the kids may feel more comfortable too that's an interesting i never yeah. thought of that yeah yeah, it becomes a nice little ecosystem. It's something we always encourage our, our centers to, to go out and cultivate. Building relationships takes a long time. You know, that our Louisiana franchisee didn't, that didn't happen overnight. But, you know, the school staff understood that they were there in good faith and, and to help the same kids that the school cared about. Because, you know, when, and a lot of teachers might feel defensive because the defensiveness is coming from great care. Like, those are their kids. You know, they really want to, you know, kind of wrap their arms around that class and make them their own. So when someone else steps in, it can feel a little bit like, oh. but if everybody works together. By the way, together, I know you're making a face. I know fun. you're making a face because the dog is barking behind you. Yes. Okay? I, and you're thinking, that's not good. No, it is good. Dogs are always welcome on Education Talk Radio. What's the dog's <laughs> name? What's the dog's that's name? That's Coffee. Coffee. Coffee, you're a good dog. Demand a cookie instantaneously. Ugh. Okay, there you go. Good dog. Good dog. Okay, (laughs) so no problem. No problem on this. I've had that happen to guests, and I know they're going, oh, damn, if only the dog would stop barking. No problem. Uh, Okay, no problem. Okay, good. All right? Good. Yeah, it's actually a charter school thing is really interesting. Bring up the other question. We start to wind down here. It brings up another question. Sylvan has Mm -hmm. um, centers, but... Again, you mentioned when you mentioned Louisiana, the first thing I thought of was New Orleans. Were you talking about New Orleans or somewhere else? Okay, New Orleans. Yeah, I was talking about New Orleans. I love New Orleans. Okay, and I know they had some trouble with their with their charter schools and their schools, but I I know they they try all the time. Uh, I'm curious. They do. When we go into rural America, does Mm -hmm. Sylvan operate in in rural America? And and, and I know the answer is probably going to be yes. But how does it work? Was, uh, where would a, is there usually a Sylvan Center, or is it more where, there, where you'd find a tutor and they go into the school? How's it work in a rural thing, rural setting? Rural, kind of having trouble no, with the word rural, rural setting, yeah. <laughs> That's never an easy rural, one to roll off yeah. the tongue. But we have a couple different scenarios. So, for example, we have a statewide contract in Texas with the boys and girls, so we will come into oh, the actual club locations and provide tutoring after school. So a lot, some of those clubs are, are in rural areas, but you know the kids can catch a bus from their school and still be in one location, and then we can send the teacher and the materials to that location. So we can do it that way. Um, and then we also have centers in places like North Dakota where it's a big state, but the population is yeah. very spread out. And, and sometimes we have parents who will drive up to three hours each way to bring wow. their child to the wow. center which is amazing. But, you know, with the release of um, the ability to tutor remotely, now a lot of the more rural families are choosing online just because life is busy and spending, you know, four or five hours a day in the car is not not pleasant for anyone. It's not fun. It's not fun, especially in the winter in North Dakota. Let me make that point. Okay. Especially like in Maine, where I live. 
Okay? Yep. Not, not fun. Yep. Okay. And this was great. Thank you. We'll do more together. Okay? I promise. That sounds great. All right? Great. This was terrific. Really, right. always, always fun to have you on. And thank Coffee for her contribution to the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You have a good week. Thanks, Larry. You too. Thank you so much. Okay? Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Emily Mitchell, everybody, VP of Education over at Sylvan Learning. And uh, she's always a good guest. I like having her on. Okay, and we'll do more together, all right? I, I love this side of education, uh, tutoring. Oh, and I work with a lot of the companies out there, Sylvan being one of them, and um, it's an important thing that's happening. And I also think it's important for teachers to know that all these other educational opportunities exist, okay, for you to work with kids, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org where everything we do is. So go over there and check it out. It's all free for you. My name's Larry Jacobs. It's his Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good day.